Welcome to the first episode of Uncurated. Today, I sit down with Nyla Gerard, model, creator, and advocate to discuss all things black hair love and trying to find self-love and acceptance at predominantly white institutions. Nyla and I recorded this back in July of 2020, um, right in the thick of the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd protests. And we got to talking and realized that our black hair is something that has been a struggle to accept and to have accepted. And so we begin this podcast talking about Nyla's black hair journey and how she became so confident in her hair and and what this movement really should be about. It just kind of came because I was trying to do more healthier practices with my hair because I realized that it was getting short, like it was breaking. So okay. it just like, and then I fell into like the natural hair community and that's when it kind of like, I got to learn more information on how to actually take care of it because you're not right. taught, you know? Oh no, yeah. no. Cause I mean, I, I don't, don't know about your parents, but like both of my parents, you know, started relaxing my hair from when I was a little, little kid because it's just like I was going to sleepaway camp I think was the story and I just was too young to know how to do it on my own and then from there with societal pressures I was like I want my hair to be straight I need my hair to be straight the I mean yeah it's a lot of unlearning you have to do Mm -hmm. when it comes to natural hair but like um everybody comes to it different in different ways yeah you know so I'm just so glad I could be an inspiration. Like, that's, like, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so heartwarming that I could be an inspiration for you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited it about it. being in high school. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, any, yeah, it's just, like, you did not have any guiding light. Like, there was just, yeah, it's PWI. You can't, you kind of just want to be accepted. Yeah. And... Yeah, your blackness is just not acceptable. Mm-mm. I that used ain't. to think my hair was like a sin. Like I was like, and like it's like crazy looking back on it now because so I'm currently um, in the middle of transitioning to natural hair. Oh my god! I just started. Like I'm a baby newbie, Nyla. So like I might even oh reach out gosh. to you now and again for tips. I'm so excited! I know. I'm excited too, actually, because like so I I told you I've been relaxing my hair for years and years and years like over a decade probably and um when I got back home from college for quarantine and I think the last time I relaxed my hair was in April and then my sister and I just happened to lose both of our hair straighteners in the move and so we just naturally just kind of fell into it yeah so we were like I guess I might as well like I'm three months late but I guess I'm (laughs) I guess I'm going natural that's amazing yeah okay so it's kind of like an accident yeah it was a a literal accident i have not been doing any curly girl natural hair transitioning techniques nothing just my normal routine normal shampoo normal conditioner and it was like this week that i was like i'm gonna commit to this so that's amazing yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's so cool like 
that's God's plan. Like, you know, I mean, I feel like there's so much, there's so much information out there. Mm -hmm. It's completely accessible. You just go to YouTube and you can learn everything you need to know, you know? I just started following this girl, Amina Marie. Do you know her? No, I don't. Okay, so like on YouTube, she talks a lot about her transition and her process and like her hair, by the way, is it is stunning like i i like she's my hair goals but she's been such a huge help for like so many women on transitioning to their natural hair so i just discovered her this morning literally oh wow okay i don't know her Mm. amina marie yeah is she um is she like what type of hair does she have i could just look her up yeah look her up because i still don't know how to describe any kind of hair I am such a newbie, Nyla. Like, I it's know. unreal. I like look at my hair every morning. I'm like, what curl type am I? My hair's still straight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you said that um, you started off with relaxers at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's like straight off the bat. So, did you have like a phase of wearing, like, you know, like the, the little bubbles, like the twists? Mm-hmm cornrows any of that like uh-huh. did you have any of those things it's funny you say that because all those things for me are like vague memories yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere in there it's, like i i vaguely yeah. remember like like a few plaits or something but <laughs> <laughs> like i think probably in elementary school yes i remember the second half of elementary school my sister and i my mom uh so like she works mostly my dad would be home on mornings and he would just dump a bunch of hair product into our hair, slick it back, and put it in a ponytail, comb it out, and we go to school. Girl. You do what you gotta do. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that that became the new normal until, I don't really know what year it was, but if I had to guess, it feels like it'd probably be around fifth grade, um, going into sixth grade, when I would mm-hmm. have gotten relaxer, and sixth grade is also when you start feeling the pressure from your your peers to yeah. look a certain way, to be invited to the, the bar and bat mitzvah is you gotta <laughs> step up your game. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so I just felt like that was something that I needed to do in order to fit in, in order to, you know, look right, look presentable, look cute, oh, be yeah. beautiful. And it messed with me. And I didn't realize that until last week. And I don't know, it's not even... Like, we talk about the, um, I guess, the pressure, societal pressure in white people and the whiteness being the center of, of beauty standards and everything and how how that pressure was coming from our white peers, but it was also coming from black people. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, if I had to be honest, like, the first time, I the most, like, uh, I guess, impressionable time that I was, like, feeling like my natural hair was not good enough was fifth grade when I don't know if you remember I do remember yeah well. <laughs> so he was like I think I came in I just got it got my hair like straightened and he was like wow your hair looks so much better and I was like I didn't know how to take that but I was like, up. and you like, know like girl with the good hair so that's always right, so tough right. to look at that and be like well her hair is so beautiful naturally at least i mean yeah. her hair is kind of like the 
model minority of the natural hair movement. Like, I hate that the natural hair movement has its own hierarchies as well. Because I when was, you look, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. when you look online, the people who are getting the most clout and mm-hmm. are like, you know, the face of the movement mm-hmm. are not your 4C with short hair. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to have long hair. You have to have the waves like, have to be just wavy enough. And, yeah, right? it's like three C um, mm. or three B or somewhere in that range. Right, where it's kind of curly, but it's still like a little yeah. wave. Like yes. it looks shiny, which is still and the not, white girl curly. Yes, so yes. it's still like exactly, <laughs> which is why all yeah. of this natural hair movement it gets frustrating to me because it kind of seems like we're still trying to be um, like we're still trying to be digestible to white people. Like when we wear our hair in certain styles, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like you don't always have to wear it as a braid out or a washing, like something that shows that you have like um, stretched out hair. You want to like, I guess the styles that are preferred in the natural hair community are styles that are like um, stretched out or something that is out, you know? Mm-hmm. Something that is like, you know, not um, a protective style. Like if you were to um, cornrow your hair or wear any type of protective style that looks more Afro or more black. Right. That's not really the preferred uh, look that, right. <laughs> that gets you the likes on Instagram or whatever. Right. You know, so, you know, a lot of these movements is we still got to look at our movements, you know, like we don't have everything um, together and we're not necessarily uplifting the people who really need to be uplifted, mm-hmm. which is for see like those tight curls that look, um, the most that are the most devalued you know yeah yeah no for yeah. sure because like even as i was like reading about um also real quick because i know that when i was doing some of my research literally like last night <laughs> and like two days ago when i started thinking about this process um like all that i could think was still like i'm so like still in tune with what the western standard of beauty is moving toward because it is moving toward curly hair like i've seen so much curly hair positivity that has been just beautiful and amazing and it's inspired me to like like join and be part of that movement finally but at the same time even within that i'm like yeah like are my curls gonna look more 3c or are they gonna look more 4c Right. And it's like, well, is it worth it if I go from like one to the uh, like, you know what I mean? So right. um, yeah. I thought it was very interesting, like just seeing how there definitely is still that that um, hierarchy, like you said, because, you know, I think that when people talk about, you know, hair in the workforce and hair in private schools and we've seen it all over the news, um, yeah. like what they're really trying to say is don't come picky headed. What picky headed yeah. really means is super tight curls that like look a certain like it's it's like horrifying and sad because like you know the girls with the loose curls can show up but the girls with their natural hair that's like not not loose curls it just seems yeah. 
like like we are I say we as if I know my curl pattern. <laughs> You're gonna get there. I just want to know so badly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying though? Yeah, just like the the hierarchy and like the level of acceptance for like different curl types and curl patterns and the fact that like I even catch myself still doing it um, while I'm like in this stage of uncertainty and you know like I feel like a lot of people when they're younger spend a lot of time thinking oh I wish I looked this way I wish that I naturally had this I wish whatever depending on the environments that you grow up in and yeah yeah and I feel like even now like I've just been so influenced by a certain culture that while I'm still finding while I'm still on this journey to acceptance I'm still finding myself like oh, I'd probably accept myself more if I still had this and if I had this. And it's just, it's a painful experience for a lot of women. It's very painful, yeah. Um, there's so much that's going through my head, but I think the first thing, I'm sorry, there's so much noise in the background. No, it's okay. Because I'm outside on the porch. Yeah. What should the goal be? Like, Because when we talk about hair goals, like I, that comes with like, um, I guess the appearance and the parents have societal values placed on them. But I feel like the natural hair movement, first and foremost, should be about promoting the health of your hair. You know what mm. I mean? So the health of your hair, your, the, I mean, the length of your hair and the texture of your hair is not a measure <clears throat> of your health. You know, mm-hmm. like there's so many studies about perms and chemicals being um uh, correlated with different types of cancers, fibroids in black women, um, different health complications that really have like that really show a lot of like what we're dealing with as black women. So, yeah. um, I think the natural hair movement at its core should be about promoting health, and healthy hair can look like anything, it can look mm-hmm. like 4C to um 3a you know what i mean so and then there's also this conversation when you were talking about curly hair and like the promotion of curly hair now like Mm -hmm. everybody wants to have curly hair Mm -hmm. now yeah that's including um other people like and we can have a conversation about cultural appropriation and how white folks now want to make their hair curlier and make their hair um or basically just do what is the most relevant or popular. Yeah, well, remember back in, like, the 80s or the 90s? Perms. The white perm with the curls and everything. Yeah. Like, like there there was a time when black women were proud of their hair. I would say before the 2000s when all the, the, the new it thing was the straight, like... Like pin straight, like flat hair, um, yeah. but it was big. It was curly. It was afros, and white women wanted that, and it was short, you know. And mm-hmm. like they have the luxury of just bending just and twisting it, whatever. Right? Like, visiting, <laughs> visiting our culture. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they are tourists, mm-hmm. and they steal, and then you know. And I'm not talking about the girls that have naturally curly hair. Because I do yeah. think it's a process for them too. I've had a few 
white friends with naturally curly hair like throughout college at high school that I didn't even know their hair was curly naturally and that they didn't start doing it until like I would say hey I'm envious of your curls because again they got that that two way <laughs> but, but like yeah, I exactly. beautiful <laughs> you know and I'm sitting there telling these these white girls your hair is beautiful while I'm sitting here like hiding and and like <laughs> you know like, yeah. straightening yeah. my hair like your curls are so pretty though why don't you leave it natural <laughs> yeah exactly oh man yeah I mean we're talking about like the 70s I know there was this one actress who wanted to start calling uh box braids I think she made up a new name for them like white woman um, yes I forgot because I, I actually like I talked about this with a group of, of people and she started calling them like her name braids and I was like okay well the interview's we're over centuries <laughs> but like when we talk about like um I think the new beauty standard it changes as the times change right so like um, I think nowadays it's like the new beauty standard that every woman wants to achieve is the um racially ambiguous looking woman mm. who can kind of dip her toe into blackness when it's cool and can hide behind whiteness when she doesn't want to deal with racially um charged conversations like Kim Kardashian yeah, like you are like Ariana Grande like so many so yeah. many like so many of these pop stars and rappers uh -huh. and out here that are claiming afro latina all of a sudden and like that want to be black all of a sudden because they want to say the n-word or because they want to mm -hmm. like be relevant they want to be relevant so mm -hmm. and they want to look like a black woman the features that are <laughs> that are like kind of hypersexualized or glorified on black women like a big butt or curly hair or like big lips these Isn't things the are like cherry picks what'd you say the color of our skin the goddamn melanin <laughs> they're trying no, to take no, our melanin I mean, you cannot even you can't you can't that's one of the things you cannot try you to you cannot Huge thank you to Nyla for joining me on this episode of Uncurated, where I plan to continue having these conversations with women who are leading by example what it means to look good, feel good, and do good beyond the manicured online profiles. If you want to keep the conversation going or listen to more interviews with entrepreneurs, influencers, thought leaders, and politicians, follow along on Instagram at Uncurated Podcast and All My Love Gib. Thank you so much for listening. All my love, Gib.